Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Tezza, who is a spirit author, artist, and activist. Tezza, how you doing? Just great. How about you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. And we'd like Good. to jump right in. And, oh. Yeah, and I hope everybody listening is doing really awesome, too, because it's really important to be uh, in a good mood when you're listening to some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I am right there with you. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun. I noticed you said you have a crazy life story. So let's jump into that. Oh, yeah. Well, just for instance, we just got back, my husband and I, my husband of 30 years. Wow. What an amazing thing to be with a partner for 30 years. That in itself is a lifetime achievement. But uh, we just came back from two weeks of camping in Arizona. And so uh, it's the first time we've been camping since the pandemic. You know, it's released itself. And before the pandemic, we were on the road for six months. And um, that's how we started podcasting. My podcast and my husband and I do Z Lord. And we started off as journeyers and, and, and just seeing the great West and also Canada. We ended up in your state, Big Ben in Texas. But then the pandemic started and, and we didn't want to stop uh, having the podcast because we were really feeling changes among ourselves too, just the two of us talking. So we decided to go into the inner journey. And to me, having an adventurous life doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to go to Timbuktu tomorrow. It means that I'm really having a, an adventure yeah. and it could just be within my own self. How am I feeling today? How am I checking in? So the adventures, I'm, I'm a traveler. I lived in the West Indies for a decade. I lived in sailboats. I had an inter-island shipping business. I've lived in Israel. I've had an amazing life. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds amazing. And I think the thing that makes it the most amazing or that contributes to the amazing nature of it the most is your perspective on it. Like just that idea of waking up and that there's an adventure out there. And it doesn't always have to be your picturesque kind of ideal adventure that mainstream media would have you believe but it's like the adventure within yourself the adventure within the person you bump into at the grocery store adventures everywhere and I love that you just said that yeah to me those are the true adventures you know to make every day not only an adventure but once you bring the sacredness of life into the picture everything changes and every single person you meet is your soulmate <laughs> everything that you think about is like the most awesome thing you can think of because it, re it really is a shift in consciousness like we were talking about before you started uh, the podcast up it's it's a worldwide shift that's happening in my opinion and I am part of uh, the movement you know who are who are bringing these thoughts to the mainstream you know by talking about it and writing about it and arting about it and podcasting about it yeah yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. 
Well, awesome. Tell us a little bit more about uh, what you do for fun. It sounds like everything you do is. Right. You know, I'm a, I'm a lifelong yoga person. I started off because I was in real distress and uh, I have scoliosis, which a lot of people have, and they just have miserable lives. But I was lucky enough to pick up a book and taught myself how to do yoga when I was a teenager Back in those days, they didn't even have classes. (laughs) And so I had to learn from a book and immediately I had relief. And up until when I learned to do just few basic things like a sun salute, uh, which is 12 different poses and a headstand, I was in agony. So for me, fun is keeping my body temple in great shape. So I do yoga every day and I, that's that's the physical part. Then I think, okay, what do I do for my mental? So I'm either going to study something or reflect upon something, you know, to exercise my brain cells. And I, I study Spanish. I'm always trying to learn Spanish poco a poco, you know, una palabra para los dios. <laughs> yep. and, the, and then the spirit part, which a lot of people overlook until they have to. You know, they, they come to a place in their life where they just really are unhappy. And once you unlock that side of yourself, the spiritual side, then you realize everything comes together. And so every day I I basically scan myself and I check, how am I doing with my body? How am I doing with my mind? And how am I doing with my spirit? And if any one of those feels out of whack, I can tune it, I can attune it. Gotcha, gotcha. So would you say that's kind of, your motivation in life, like leading with that, all that being aligned and also just the adventure of life? Or is there something else that gets you up and gets you going every day? Well, what gets me going every day is dedicating my life to the highest I can absolutely attain, which is what I just said, body, mind, and spirit. It's not just one. It's not having an awesome body, which I do. And it's not just having an awesome adventure, which I have had, but it's also merging all three with the spirit, uh, mind and body as, as a balanced entity. And that could mean being happy with even being stuck at home during the pandemic. I mean, where the rest of the world went crazy and had, you know, anxiety and fears and, and climbing the walls. My husband and I really were quite content during the, the pandemic. Well, mind you, we had just done six months of camping in the wilderness. So we were used to being, uh, alone, not with a, a certain group of friends. We were used to cooking for ourselves on a fire, a campfire mostly. So it was easier for us. And, and so we, we tried to help other people by sharing our experiences that, you know, it's really okay to be stressed out because the world is stressed out and it's for a reason. We're supposed to do something when we get stressed. We're supposed to discover ways to unstress ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, tell us a bit more about your dreams and goals. So we know that you are a spirit author, artist, and activist. How does that fit into your vision for your life? Well, with all the adventuring I did in my earlier years, I and I have always been into the arts, um, I, but my main dream was to be an author. And but yet I was compelled to do art. So I've done a lot of gallery things. I was a botanical illustrator for botanists. And, and now I finally, by focusing on that dream of marrying 
visions with writing, verse and vision, I call it. I am now an author who illustrates my books. And I'm just, I'm getting ready to publish my fifth book, which is an, an amazing achievement as far as I'm concerned, because, um, you know, I basically had to teach myself how to do this. And now because the wheels are in motion and I've just had this goal for so many years and just stuck to it and, and didn't get discouraged. Like I don't look at the number of likes on a post when I do Instagram or Twitter. I just offer my love to the world. And, you know, it doesn't matter if people reciprocate or not. To me, success is how you feel in your heart. And I'm the most successful person I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love that. So you've always had the dream of being an author. You're getting ready to publish your fifth book. Right. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about? Well, all my life, I've always wanted to be bilingual. And I don't, I don't really have that aptitude. Um, it's hard for some people to, to merge into another language. My husband speaks Spanish and Portuguese, and, but I know more vocabulary than he. So he's taught me a lot about just relaxing and, and just never giving up. And at the age that I am, you can see I have silver hair. I love my silver hair. But it, your brain doesn't stop functioning. Your brain is, is, is really contingent upon how much you tickle it. And I, like I said, body, mind, spirit. So I'm, I don't do Sudoku, but I do do Spanish studies. So that's one of my dreams. And, and I'm getting pretty close. I mean, I have conversations now with a girlfriend who lives in Bogota and another young lady who, who lives in La Ciudad de Mexico. And we, we have hour long conversations. And that's pretty, that's pretty Sounds great fluent to me. No, it's not quite. You, the word is really just intermedial, intermediate. Yeah. Those verbs, those Spanish verbs are really challenging. <laughs> <laughs> All the different conjugations. Yeah. It's it, it, Spanish is way more difficult than English. I think you know it's what? just got. Yeah. You know Lots of people. Uh... I was yeah. going to say, you know, it's funny. Um, you were saying Spanish is more difficult, but I, I took a, a lot of Spanish classes in high school. You know, being in Texas, it's a big thing down here. And right. then I continued it in college. And <laughs> eventually I started learning about like the past perfect and Whoa. those different conjugations. <laughs> but then I was like, my Spanish teacher would be like, yeah, this is the past perfect in English. And I was like, wait, what? We have a past perfect in English? <laughs> right. So it's just funny how when you're learning a new language, you really have to hammer down on the grammar. Yeah, because when we learn as kids, we don't think, oh, that's past perfect. You just speak it. Like, um, you know, and, and, but Spanish is, it makes me laugh. It's such a funny language. The, the expressions are very comical. And um, I, I actually was speaking French before Spanish. So I made a shift because there's a lot more Spanish speakers in the world than there are French and I can't learn everything, but that's what, and, and also another big dream of mine is to reach the world, to really have a voice. Uh, and so that is part of the fact that I did books, but being a podcaster has been the fulfillment of a dream. It started with blogging. And then it went into like publishing my first book and then podcasting. And to me, they're all art forms yeah. and they, they are fulfillments of dreams of communicating with the world. Because to me, to be an artist, which I am predominantly, 
a creative person. To make something is 50% of the creative process. And the other 50% is disseminating it. I mean, who cares if you make the greatest thing in the world if nobody ever gets to see it or hear it or feel it or, or sense it? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's something I've been learning. Even with this podcast, you know, I've been going daily for a bit now, like almost five months. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like daily. Over- 130 episodes now which in five months that's a short time it's like 140 150 episodes yeah like that are you a bit of an overachiever tim (laughs) (laughs) every day wow Uh, a little bit a little bit but really (laughs) i i started doing it daily because i hated my life and Ah. i was chasing that feeling i was like Mm -hmm. well i can stop chasing it and beating myself up for not doing it and just do it like i can just be the person that like I like and that I'm okay with and kind of like getting in touch with me. And so I really love talking about their dreams and goals. So I was like, I'm gonna do it every day. <laughs> that's, that's great. I, I commend you. You know, it's like fake it till you make it. That's really a great way of, of achieving anything. You just decide you're going to do something. And even if you don't think you can do it or you haven't got the courage, you just fake it. Yeah. And pretty soon it happens. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. And I love that you brought that up, that fake it till you make it. Cause I think it's really funny. Um, I'll tell my brother, like when it comes to affirmations, like sometimes he won't even say positive things about himself cause he doesn't believe it's true. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, who says that the negative things that you always say about yourself, who says those things are true? And exactly. Like, yes. And I'm like, yeah. And that's all you, that's like what you've been wired to focus on. You've become addicted to negativity in your life. And it's like the positive things are just as true, if not more true. Right. Exactly. Because we, we create our reality. We create our lives. And if I say that I'm a failure, then I'm a failure. And if I say that I'm a success right now, right here, I am a success. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love it. Yeah. Well, awesome. So we got being an author, which you're getting ready mm-hmm. to your fifth book. So you're smashing that dream and goal. Being oh, author, yeah. Which you're proficient, intermediate level Spanish. Yeah. Intermedio. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so hitting on that, hitting on all notes there and then reaching the world, growing your podcast. What does that look like in your mind? Is it just con- consistently posting? Is it marketing? Is it what is that for you? Well, it's just being authentic. It's just being real. It's just coming from the heart and just not faking uh, like, you know, enthusiasm. I remember the first podcast I was invited on. It was so hokey. The guy said, now, come on, you got to like really, you know, get into an upbeat mood. And I said, what is this? You know, like, and he was, he was a commercial guy. He was selling something. So the, uh, I've, I've been on so many different podcasts and Myself, we don't have guests, but um, because we, we only we record off of an iPhone <laughs> and, and we're usually in the wild or sitting on our couch in the living room. So we've only had one guest and that was a 96 year old black friend of ours who shared her whole life, which is like a century of being an, a, a black American. And she was the first uh, mental health worker in Bed-Stuy in New York. So she's got an awesome story. So we just invited her on the couch and we had her between us. But, um, you know, the, the idea of reaching the public is really about the internet these days. And 
And so like locally, for instance, a lot of people where I live, I live in St. Augustine, Florida. A lot of people don't even know my work because I don't bother with galleries anymore because to me it was just like, it was too much work. Too, and, and I'm more into plugging into the international, the cosmic scene. I mean, if anybody wants to tune in from another planet, here we are, you know? Yeah. But um, the internet is so amazing. So soon I'm going to be on this um, amazing podcast, which is it's actually a TV show on YouTube. It's called the No BS Spiritual Book Club. And to be invited on there is a big deal. Yeah. So step by step, just like the way I'm learning Spanish, step by step by step, I see these achievements, the little ones, and sometimes big leaping ones. And the, the lady and I, we had our preliminary interview yesterday and she was telling me she, she's dealt with all sorts of really incredibly well-known authors and spiritual leaders. You know, we call them thought leaders, thought influencers in the spiritual realm. She said that she's seen it over and over again that when a person publishes their fifth book, something magical happens. And so I'm getting ready for the magic because <laughs> my fifth one is like ready and raring to go. I love it. I love yeah. it. There we go. Well, awesome. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take the next step toward your mm. goals of reaching the world, being bilingual, if somebody can help you with that, um, and publishing more books, who would they be and how would they help you out? Well, I've got plenty of uh, Spanish-speaking friends and my husband, too. But right now, I'm totally in love with this author and um, world-renowned conservationist, Diana Beresford Kroger. Have you ever heard of her? I have not. I've just read her book, her, her latest book. It's called To Speak for the Trees. I mean, she really touched me. And, and, I, and I hope to reach out to Diana and tell her how much she's affected not only myself but my husband and just to give you a little insight all my work even though I say it's about spirit spirit is really synonymous with environment you know being a conservationist being a person who's spreading awareness not just so that we can feel good each individual but we can help this planet because this planet is really in distress as we all know in so many ways, but we can't change the world overnight. All we can do is change ourselves. So Diana Beresford Kroger, who is um, originally from the UK, but now she's been teaching and researching in Canada. She, she writes and she studies, and her latest book was about how important it is for all of us to plant trees. Because if all of us in the world planted six trees apiece, she's figured out all the logarithms and all the, the math and everything, we would completely reverse what's happening on this planet right now. We don't have to do anything else. We don't have to have protests. We don't have to, you know, switch off our lights. You know, that's all very well and good. But what the world really needs right now is more oxygen from the trees. So she's my hero. I would love to meet Diana, but if I can't meet her, I'll, I'll, I'll send her an email soon. And um, did you say two people? I mean, she's, she's worth like um, two million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can do as many people as you want, honestly. You know, I carry in my heart my, my mentor. My mentor is a wonderful artist 
whose name is Hundertwasser. He came from Austria and he was, uh, I met him when I was sailing in the Caribbean because I lived there for many years and he's with me in my heart. So I, I talked to him a lot. He, he left the planet uh, in 2000, but he's, once you have a mentor, once you connect with, call him a teacher or a guide or a mentor, there's this bond. And uh, he taught me how to really dedicate my life and my energies to, to bringing the awareness of what the planet needs, not just to create pretty pictures or, or to make money or anything like that, or to be popular, but to really dedicate it um, to bringing the awareness that the planet needs help. And he was one of the earliest artists or public people to bring this awareness in Europe. Most people in America don't know about him. Did you ever hear of Hundertwasser? Absolutely not. Yeah, you got to look him up. How do you spell he, it? He, it's a funny name that he made up. Okay, it's got 13 letters. You ready? H-U-N-D-E-R-T-W-A-S-S-E-R. That's a name he made up because he wanted a name with... 13 letters and it means a hundred waters. Oh, I like yeah. That. He's, he's a pretty freaky guy and um, he's well known in Europe, but like a lot of things in America were isolated uh, in the arts, especially, I think there's a lot of really incredible things happening in Europe, in the arts or, you know, in the rest of the world, like China and Japan that we're a little late in getting news of. Gotcha. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So if there were one or two things that everyday people could do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals, what would they do to help you? This is to help you, not to help them accomplish theirs. Oh, that, that's a great question because, okay, I believe that thought is energy. Oh my gosh, and I'm it, right there with you. And if everybody would stop being so fearful and anxious and argumentative and opinionated and just focused on the magic of life, what a world this would be because the energy, the vibration of the entire planet would change and everything would just be different. So I ask everybody who's listening to this to really watch their thoughts and to try to stay positive because what is happening in the world is not our individual choice, you know, like, we, we are part of something much, much bigger. We are organisms on this planet. We are like tiny, tiny little, you know, ants crawling on the surface of the planet. And together we form a blended global family of humankind that are stewards of the earth. So I, I would just ask everybody to watch their thoughts and try to stay as positive as possible. Yeah. No, I love that. Do you have any tips for people who feel like they're just swamped with negativity and can't get away from it? Well, I actually put up what I call mind stillers on YouTube. I have a channel and I know that this is a serious problem, especially among young people. I've, I've had so many, you know, 20, 30 year olds, millennials and whatnot tell me that they're very depressed, they're very anxious, they're very worried, and they have a lot of reasons to be so. But to accept that what's happening is real and that it is part of life, even though it seems disturbing, is, is, a, is a balance. So we must be friends with our mind, not let our minds be our enemy, because our minds can kill us. 
I mean, the suicide rate is terrible. Uh, so we want to be friends with our mind and we want to tap the magical power of thought that is focused on positive things. So myself, I offer mind stillers of all different flavors. They're short little guided meditations and everybody should learn how to chill. You know, just turn off, turn off the noise, the rack-a-rack-a-roo, the you know, a lot of people call it the monkey mind. Yeah. The, the worry, the worry factory. I mean, why? Like your brother, you were telling your brother, why listen to that bad news voice? Why not tune into some magical kind of source, which I call it. Anybody who meditates, and I'm talking about meditation, you can call it relaxation or just attunement, or there are many different words if people don't like that word meditation because it's scary to some people. But um, I am somebody who experimented a lot how to get to that place of peace and meditation is definitely the best way although i did in my earlier years do a lot of plant medicine <laughs> but i have been a totally sober person <laughs> for four decades now <laughs> no i i was so anxious and worried about the state of the world that i and, and my personal story, too. I came from, you know, alcoholic home. It was not a happy time for me as a kid. And I really just knew intuitively that there had to be something else besides misery and fear. So um, there's a wonderful book. I can also recommend people who want to change their mind to read Michael Pollan's book, which is called Change Your Mind. And it's all about microdoses for people who don't want to like, you know, spend too much time like getting to that happy place. So I, I have nothing against plant medicines, but it is not the ultimate solution. The ultimate solution is when you finally get to a place in your life where you can surrender to this magical connection that we have inside of ourselves to the source of the universe and that's done through calming your mind and just getting there naturally. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, um, I love that. I've actually been reading As a Man Thinketh and um, uh -huh. From Poverty to Power, I think is his other book by James Allen. And mm -hmm. he talks a lot about um, your thoughts and conquering mm -hmm. those thoughts and getting your mind to like right thinking and peaceful thinking and like, what you focus on and all that. And so I just love it because I'm like, it's not like this is like recent stuff. Like it's recently blown up. Like it's gotten really big, but it's like people have been meditating for so long. Like yeah. so long. Yeah. I mean, since the beginning of time, Yeah. since the, the Vedas, which is the yogic scriptures, and I'm a, a lifelong yoga person they are you know four or five thousand years old and some say older than the bible some say i don't know it's you can't be specific but people have always wanted to know the mystery of life and the mystery of life is right inside our own heart not inside our head we can't analyze it we actually have to shut our mind off we can't think it because that's that's you know you can go around and around in circles trying to think what is the mystery of life but when you meditate and you, and you learn to stop the wheels of thinking, you go to this place where you really feel like you're sticking your fingers into the, the electric socket of the source of life. 
I mean, it's, it's an amazing feeling, but it does take a discipline. You have to, you have to learn and, and people teach meditation all over the place. And like I said, I have a YouTube channel that I offer these little hints, the mind stillers, and people can do workshops or whatnot. And, and then you just say, oh, this is like having a psychic muscle. So instead of going to the gym and pumping your biceps or, you know, crunching your abs, you exercise your psychic muscle by tuning into your heart rather than your head. Awesome. I love it. I love it. We're yeah. Jump into our thriving three. Ooh. And the first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Well, the book I already mentioned right now, because it's so imminent in my mind, To Speak for the Trees by Diana Beresford Kroger. It's, it's just, it'll change anybody's life who reads it. She talks also about her upbringing, and she had a very traumatic upbringing. And just like we are experiencing the earth, the earth is at a, at a crisis point. This happens to people. And instead of crumbling or dying, what many of us do is we jump into the next stratosphere of consciousness. And that's what happened with Diana. Her upbringing was half UK uh, aristocracy, which was her father. And her mother was a very connected Druid, which is an ancient, ancient pre-Christian culture from Ireland. So she talks about a lot of the mysteries of the Druids, which is really some pretty magical stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah I might have to check that book out. Oh, and also my podcast, Z Lord podcast. I love my podcast. It's so much fun. <laughs> there we go. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Well, I do yoga every day. And I've got to tell you, Tim, right now I have a broken femur. It was a freaky accident that happened at the beginning of the year. I had to have surgery. I have a titanium pin. But guess what? Every day I do broke leg yoga. I've adapted. Anybody can do yoga, even if you're paralyzed. Yoga is body, mind, and spirit. Yoga is consciousness. And, and you do that even sometimes without even moving your body. To live yogically is to live in total awareness and mindfulness. Yeah. There we go. So this is just complete offshoot. I think the Shaolin monks on YouTube are so cool. Like they just, they I, I don't know them. They're called the shaman monks. Shaolin, I think. Oh, I don't know them. Shaolin. I don't know. I'll check it out. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm getting that wrong. I do also watch a lot of anime. No, they're Shaolin monks. Yeah. Right here on YouTube. Top 12 craziest things. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are so many awesome things in life that as soon as a person thinks, oh, Oh, I'm so wise. I know it all. I mean, believe me, you're going to get you knocked off your socks because this world is so diverse and there are so many incredible people and situations. And of course, YouTube, we get to share them all. So up until the very last breath that we take, we're going to be blown away yeah. by our next discovery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know for sure. I'm right there with you. Would you say mm -hmm. that, you know, Shaolin monks, Everybody who like practices consciousness, that is like yoga. Is that what you're saying? Consciousness is just being aware 
of being aware. <laughs> if you can imagine that, like a lot of people are not aware that they're even, you know, what's going on. But some people call it presence. Some people call it mindfulness. But consciousness is something we all have unless, uh, like if you're asleep, you're unconscious. If you're in a coma, you're still conscious of what's going on because people who have woken up from comas can tell you. But when you stop breathing, you no longer have consciousness. It has left the body. Then you're dead, right? <laughs> so the secret really is breath. Breath awareness is consciousness. And when people become aware of, oh my God, when I breathe, like I taught girls in prison. One of my books, it's called In the Eye, is about teaching how to use these techniques to be happy, even if you're in prison. And these were juvies in lockup. It was pretty, pretty intense stuff. And the very first thing any mindful teacher will do is to teach their student how to breathe. And as the girls were learning how to breathe the way you can, if you're aware of it, they all started going, oh, oh, what are these sparkles I, I see in my head? I said, that's oxygen. <laughs> you've, you've never been taking deep breaths. You've, most people, <laughs> they have shallow little breaths. And when you start doing the deep breathing, you're conscious of breathing. And that's a very good way of being conscious, of raising your consciousness up. So that's the, the easiest way to start practicing, lifting up your consciousness from just ordinary stuff where you don't notice even that you're breathing. Yeah, there we go. Well, awesome. What is one action step that you can take right now to get to your highest priority dream of reaching the world, growing the podcast, being bilingual, living your life aligned? Well, you mean for me personally or to, uh, that I'm recommending your listeners to do? For you. For me. Well, I just believe in love. I, I, whenever I doubt myself, it's because I've stopped believing in love. And love is consciousness. Some people call God love. It's the higher, the higher road. It's not fear. It's not anxiety. So whenever I, of course, I have self-doubt because I'm human. I just have to have a good talk to myself. And I usually go into a meditative state and nurture that love, which starts with really exuding love for our own self. It's not a selfish thing I'm talking about. It's self-love because once you have self-love, then you can see it everywhere else and you can spread it to other people and you can spread it in everything you do. But people forget that it has to start with acknowledging their own divinity, that they, they are a sacred thing here, that you're not just like somebody who is born and works and dies, you know, this is, this is a, an experience that we're given here as a gift, this life. So I, I think that that's pretty important to always have that awareness of love. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I have one last question for you. Okay. You know how there are people on the planet who have a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. They're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that. And sometimes they'll die like that, unfortunately. 
Mm-hmm. Other times they'll make the switch to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that switch? Well, crises. And right now, the world is in crises. And any person who's in crises will know what I'm talking about, who's listening to this. Because crises, just like you started a podcast, when you're in crises, it's really uncomfortable. It feels like you want to jump out of your skin. And, and many of us are drawn to crises because we're humans. That's what this experience that we have. But it's an opportunity to change. So when we see that we're in crises and we say to ourselves, ah, I have a choice. I'm going to do something to get out of crises. Like you started a podcast or I, uh, I, in the course of healing my broken femur, I've gained a few pounds. I love myself still, but I can't move that much. So I'm going to love the fact that I have a little belly fat and know that it's going to go away. But that's not real crises, but, but, but it's just a little tiny thing. But crises serves a purpose and trauma, and it's not such a terrible thing. And the people who can't get out of it are those who are stuck. And, and we must pray for them. We must help them and do whatever we can to offer our hand and, and share with them another way of being. And I do a lot of, I wouldn't say counseling, but anybody who ever comes to me and and says, what can I do about this? I'll, I'll share with them because it really is a matter of choosing to change. And how do we do that? We just like flip a switch. We choose to change. Absolutely. There we go. Well, is there anything else that you want to chat about before we sign off? Oh my gosh, we could, we could be chatting all night and all day, but uh, tomorrow too, but <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, anytime you want me back, I mean, I just love to share with people. And I just think that the, the world really is in crises. I don't want to be flippant. I don't want to appear like I'm a, um, you know, desperate person either. But it's very important that people realize this is a crucial time in the planet. And we must awaken as many people as we can, starting with ourselves. We can't go out and awake anybody else unless we have taken care of the, the uplifting of our consciousness ourselves. So I just want to stress to everybody that this is a very crucial time. We're at a crossroads in hum- humanity, and everybody who can must help other people who are stuck. And if you're not stuck, then do whatever you can to spread the word. Start writing books. Yeah. Podcast, <laughs> yeah, or a put positive like I do positive tweets and in Instagram posts. I don't do anything else except positive, positive, positive. I don't engage in any argument. I don't do any politics, although I vote. But I think that politics is not the solution. The solution is the uplifting of consciousness, one person at a time. Yeah, yeah. There we go. All right. Awesome. Tessa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, my pleasure, Tim. Yes. And I'm so happy that you had your crises and were feeling so miserable that you started this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, me too. Me too. It's put me in contact with a lot of interesting people and has just helped me have energy and like pursue, like be true to myself. 
Yes. And I will join your community. And I hope everybody will check out my website, tezalord.com, and and join my community. I call it the Army of Love. (laughs) There we go. There we go. Well, if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Teza had to say, you want to support her, make sure to join her community. Go subscribe to her podcast, like it, share it with some friends. And as we always ask, send this show to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Give us a five-star review on iTunes and we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.